0: we must take America back. Wow! The Patriots
1: and freedom fighters broadcasting from my home studio in downtown Belton, Pennsylvania, worldwide as National Intel, Intel, Intel Report live on Republic Broadcasting Network, Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 Radio, Patriot Nation Radio Network, and anywhere else you find the show. Welcome to two hours of common sense and constitutional discussion. I'm your host, Peter Seraphine. Tonight we have retired Colonel Mike Ford, managing editor of American Free News Network. At the bottom of this first hour, then at the top of the second hour, we've got Scott Thompson from Right to Bear Insurance. When we're going to discuss uh, some of the fun stuff going on in the two A community recently. But but first, I got a you know a little bit of an announcement to make. You know, I'm always asking you to support shows and. Support me and support the networks and do what you can. Well, if you're one of those unlucky few who, for whatever reason, like to watch this show on YouTube, um, yeah, that's never going to happen again. I have been permanently banned from YouTube. I just I, That's funny. What's really funny about that to me is if you go back and you look at all of the strikes that I've gotten from YouTube over the last year or two, three, whatever, all of the the uh, censorship strikes that I've gotten from YouTube have all been related to COVID. And I would venture to guess that if you could pull up those original shows way back when that got me those first, you know, the first warning and the first strike and the second strike and all that kind of stuff. You go back and you find that old stuff and you pull it up. I would bet you dollars to donuts that uh, wait a minute. Dollars to donuts. Donuts are like a buck now. It doesn't even that, that that's not a, a reasonable comparison. Anyway, I would bet you that if you go back and you look at all of my YouTube strikes over the last 3 years, that basically whatever it was that I got censored for was probably been proven true by now. So what do I do about it? How do I go what do I sue them? Like well I can't sue them for, you know, loss of money because I never made any money from YouTube. I didn't have enough followers. But anyway, I'm just complaining. YouTube sucks, and uh, F you, YouTube. If you want to watch the show, if you're one of those people that prefer to watch a video rather than listen to the audio, you can always do that at twitch.tv slash seraphine, or you can do it on Rumble or, uh, I don't know, my Facebook page, uh, my YouTube, or my, uh, Twitter. Yeah, YouTube. my Twitter page, DLive. There's lots of places you can find me. And if you have trouble finding any of those, you go to liberty-lighthouse.com and, uh, you know, click a chat button. I'll send you links to wherever you want to find it. But, yeah, YouTube sucks. I'm permanently banned from YouTube. Yippee! <laughs> the funny part about that is I was also banned from TikTok. I don't know, a year or so ago. As funny as I was getting really close to enough followers that I could actually start making a dollar on TikTok, and um, they banned me. So, yeah, that That was back when I was doing Liberty Minutes every day, and they were really popular. I was getting tens of thousands of views every day on these little one-minute videos. So I made another account. And, um, yeah, I've got enough followers, but now I'm not getting any traction. So now I put up a video and I get a couple hundred views, and that's just not enough to make any money. But, anyway, I seriously consider getting rid of TikTok anyway. Just because uh, it's good to be a pain in the butt, and uh, all the controversy over it, of course. But yeah, so apparently I'm either a truth seeker or some kind of crazy nut job because I keep getting banned off of platforms. I mean, they're doing something right or something really, really wrong. One of the one or the other. But I've got a few things I've I've written down. One of them is near and dear to my heart, and that is. This, this argument that's going on right now about the uh, the debt ceiling increase going on in Congress. And, you know, both sides, Biden and his side, they say, well, you know, the Constitution says that the debt of the government, you know, the public debt, cannot be questioned. So you got to raise. No, no, that's not what that means. That means the existing debt that we have right now, the let me look. National debt clock. $31.695 trillion can't be questioned. We owe that money. The public owes that money. We can't question that. That's what the Constitution says. Constitution doesn't say anything about, oh, well, you could spend more. See, that that's the argument that needs to be had. So the GOP comes up with this idea, and they say, okay, we will raise the debt ceiling of $1.5 trillion, which will last, what, maybe a year? It's ridiculous how much money they spend. We'll raise the debt ceiling, $1.5 trillion. But in order to do that, there's a few conditions that the GOP wants, McCarthy wants. He wants to cut government spending, federal government spending, back to the 2022, so last year, spending limits. No more increases to spending. He wants to claw back any of the COVID money that has been given out that hasn't been spent yet. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. Joe Biden himself said that the pandemic is over, right? So if the pandemic is over... Why do you need pandemic money? You shouldn't. So, give it back. I'm not saying you got to give it all back. Just give back what you haven't already spent. That seems perfectly reasonable. GOP McCarthy proposal also says, limit government spending growth to 1% a year. Well, I think that's 1% too much, but okay, it's a start. We get, we got to start somewhere, right? And then uh, the number four requirement that I like is uh, you know work requirements for those on public assistance. So you can't just be a uh, a leech to the system if you're able bodied, and that's also perfectly fine. With that seems reasonable. All four of those things seem absolutely reasonable. The four things that Kevin McCarthy and the 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 uh, Republican caucus or whatever you want to call it is asking for, all seem perfectly reasonable. On the other side, the White House, well, A, they haven't even spoken with McCarthy about the thing in months, according to McCarthy, of course. And B, they want a no-strings-attached debt ceiling increase. Really? No-strings-attached debt ceiling increase... Have you not noticed, like I just said a moment ago, 31.695 trillion dollar debt? I think some strings need to be attached. What do you think? This is a live call-in show. So the phone lines open 512-248-8252 or 800-313-9443. I think all of those things are perfectly reasonable. I don't think they go far enough, but I think they're a start and the Biden administration won't consider any of them, let alone all of them as a package deal on a completely much more fun side note. Okay. Uh, you know, notes from the, uh, the, the, the uh, chat room. I, uh, let's see, this is on Twitch note from leprechaun. Congratulations on being banned. That's funny. Um, we've got a uh, sarah says that she got rid of her tiktok that's probably a good thing i'm probably going to do the same thing bad you know soon um now i gotta say happy 420 if you're one of those people that partakes of the cannabis if you're a a smoker of the marijuana i'm not But hey, you do you boo you know, today's your national holiday. I don't know where 420 came from, why that's the day. Some I've heard stories. You know, I heard it, Bob Marley's birthday was one. I heard, uh, oh, what was the other one? I, I, I heard it was the police code for somebody with marijuana. I've heard a couple of stories. Don't really care. I don't smoke. Marijuana doesn't mean anything to me. But again, in true libertarian slash conservative fashion, fashion I don't care if you do. Doesn't bother me, just like everything else. You want to be transgendered? Whatever. You do you. I don't care. I only care when you start shoving this stuff in my face. That's it. So, anyway, happy 420 for those out there who partake. And I'm going to guess, I'm going to assume that our listener numbers are probably a little down tonight over normal weeks because of the big 420 holiday. I'm going to hazard a guess that there might be a person or two out there that would normally be listening to the show right now that is sitting on a couch completely baked someplace. But hey, that's what I think. What do I know? Uh, Let's what? It's (laughs) when a group of Californians. Again, Leprechaun over in Twitch says it's when a group of Californians would meet up for their smoke in the afternoon. So 4.20 was the time that they would uh, have a group smoke, I guess. I don't know. So that's the federal, the federal uh, debt ceiling budget debate that I have. I think that, well, it all needs to go. I personally... You know I'm a constitutionalist. I think of the 440 federal departments and agencies, about 401 of them are unconstitutional and should go away and our money shouldn't be there. But I'm going to talk about one other thing about the money that gets to me just a little bit. But before I do that, I'll tell you about the sponsor of this segment of the show. It's the wellness company, TWC.health. TWC.health. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE while you're there. Greatly appreciate it. The wellness company's kind of got two sides. Side number one is great American-made supplements. And side number two is access to to doctors and pharmacists that aren't woke. That haven't fallen into the great medical industry machine. People that actually stood up and stand up for your medical freedom. So that's TWC.Health. Use the code Lighthouse when you're there. I greatly appreciate it. You can get yourself, you know, virtual visits with doctors and pharmacists, or you could just come by here next week and we can talk to Dr. Jen Vandewater together from TWC.Health, code Lighthouse. <clears throat> okay. So another part of the whole federal money issue. That constantly bothers me is the, you know, torn between the whole libertarian "you do what you want to do" thing, and what you know. Therefore, that makes me think: Why should I care what some what California is doing, for example? Why should I care if California wants to do these these crazy uh, 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 reparation payments, or why do I care if California wants to I don't know make every drug in the world legal? Or whatever it is that California wants to do, why should I care? Because I live in Pennsylvania. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why everybody should care about everything that goes on in our country in any state, because uh, it, it affects us all in one way or another. And for my friend Leprechaun, the phone number, the call in line five one two. I care what happens in California because, on average, state, county, and local budgets are 30% funded by federal dollars. So this big, bad federal government that we have is taking money from you and I tax paying citizens and even if you're one of those ones who has found a loophole and doesn't actually pay, you know, income tax, you're still paying taxes. You're you're paying taxes on, you know, everything that you buy. There's corporate tax built into it. You're all paying taxes. I don't care whether you pay income tax or not. Well, I do care, but that's another story for another time. We're all taxpayers. So the federal government collects all this money from all of us from all 50 states. And then they divvy it back out amongst the states. So California, with their crazy reparations idea, is getting a big part of their budget. Again, averages about 30% from our tax money across the entire country. So yeah, we should care. See, part of the the beauty of the Republican system that was built in this country. Was that each state could be individual and they could do what they want and they wouldn't affect other states. But that just isn't true anymore. That hasn't been true since the entire flow of money through our government was reversed. You see, prior to income tax, prior to the 13th Amendment or the 16th Amendment in 1913. Prior to that, the federal government would send a bill to each state based on the population of the state saying this is how much money we need this year, this month, whatever. They would send a, this apportioned bill. But because the 16th Amendment created the ability for the federal government to reach right down to you and I, the citizen, and grab the money without going through the states, well, now they have all the money and therefore all the power. And if they have all the money and all the power, well, then they divvy it back out to the states, oftentimes, almost always times, with strings attached. The famous example that I often use is Ronald Reagan and wanting to raise the drinking age to 21 in the entire country. So he withheld some of the federal highway money from the states that had a drinking age of 18 and said, well, we're going to keep part of this money unless you raise your age to 21. And surprise, surprise, they all did. So how much of this woke nonsense is happening on the states or happening within the states because of maybe the strings that are attached to the federal money that they're getting? I don't know the answer to that question, but I would venture to guess it's probably a lot. So yeah, that's why we should all care of what, when other states do crazy things because we are all helping to fund it. And we can't afford to fund it. With with a national debt of thirty one trillion six hundred and ninety five. dollars Billion four hundred and sixty-six thousand two hundred and fifty sixty seventy eighty ninety thousand dollars. We can't afford to be funding everybody's political agenda. But that's exactly what's happening. Our debt per citizen in this country is $94,706. But because only half of the, uh, tax you know, uh, working age adults in this country actually work. Only half. The debt per taxpayer is two hundred and forty seven thousand seven hundred and sixty six dollars. You, as a wage earning taxpayer your portion is $247,000 my portion is $247,000 when does this go away it's it's an unpayable debt at this rate it, i mean with the interest rate climbing as fast as it is the interest is constantly going up it's the fastest growing line item on the federal budget is interest on the debt and it keeps going keeps going keeps going interest paid as of right now is over three trillion dollars on the federal debt so what do we do about it like I said at the very beginning the GOP has got some ideas, some starting point ideas. They're not going to fix the problem, but it's a start. Should have to start somewhere. Maybe Patrick in Texas might have an idea. Patrick, what could we do about all of this?
2: Well, um, speaking of Ronald Reagan, he uh, commissioned the well, Grace Commission.
1: I can't hear Patrick.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, she- yeah, he, uh, Ronald Reagan uh, had the Grace Commission, and that was a study to find out where all the uh, the uh, income tax is going to. And he found out not one penny of that, of, the, of the income tax stays in country. That's the that's the finding. So uh, let's put that on the table right there. And then there's a such thing as called the Capper, the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report. And there's two sets of books, and and, uh, and you're going to see the uh, the budget. You're going to see that, and that's only just what they want to show you. But the, the real comprehensive one, you don't see that. That's what they really got off books. And uh, that's usually invested in the stock market. And it's like two-thirds of the stock market is actually belongs to the federal government. And then we have these mutual funds that they created – uh, whenever they come up with a, uh, the 401 uh, savings plan, uh, that was a scheme to get everybody to invest in the stock market. Now you're into a fund, and that fund they can basically do whatever they want with it, invest it any way they see fit, and you might, it might, uh, they might mishandle it or whatever. But uh, there's also a thing about you know the. Uh, the, uh, whenever you, a, a deficit like, de- a debt like that, you know, the $31 trillion, they make that, I conjure it out of nowhere, for one thing. And there, and, they're, and there should be like, there should be a, a balancing in the books where that's our credit that you're, you're using there to do that. You should balance that out and new and, and zero it out. And they're not doing that either. Um. So, and they're, you know, and of course, the Fed is buying uh, some of their own Federal Reserve notes, you know, because they're, they're, nobody else wants it anymore. Right, right. So which is,
1: that's like the definition of a Ponzi scam. Like, you're you're issuing this debt and then buying it back yourself. It's it's craziness. It's all smoke and mirrors. The whole modern monetary theory, you know, debt doesn't mean anything. And we can print as much money as we want, which is
2: clear. On the full face of face and credit face right you know do you believe this stuff that this federal reserve knows real well if his note is real then i it is real it's it's, it's legal tender
1: i got no faith in that system at all anymore hey patrick i gotta let you go because i've only got like two minutes left and i got somebody else on the lines behind okay all right well now i've got two people on the line behind you leprechaun the kentucky leprechaun on line three welcome to the show sir
3: my good friend uh, Janet Yellen was on the news just the other day maybe last week stating that they want the debt to go to 50 trillion so they still have another 20 to spend so that should take them like 3 days my personal opinion i think they're trying to do it to bring in the digital coin they're going to jack the dollar so far out of existence i was like break time no, winner, winner,
1: winner. You're right. That's exactly what I think is going on here. They're trying to destroy the dollar, destroy our, blow up our debt to make it all crazy so that they can usher in the, the savior of the, the, um, the, the digital dollar, the digital currency, the crypto craze or whatever.
3: Which is not good for us Americans.
1: Absolutely not. That is not good on many, many levels.
3: Think about it it's 420 day. Hallelujah if you're a smoker like you say smoke me I've been imbibing for I don't know 40 years. How is this going to work with my digital dollars I'm going to go down and hit my connect up and go yo man it's time for me to re- up here's your digitals no Uncle Sam has no business knowing what the Sam Hill I do with any of my dollars come high water or low water
1: you're here. Completely agree with you, sir.
3: Hey, gotta
1: let you go, left Thank you very much for the call. Greatly appreciate it, as always. Good friend of mine from over at the Mojo Five Zero Radio Network. It is break time, break time, Francis North Carolina. Please hold on. After the break, come back on the other side. We're going to have Colonel from our cold dead hands. We
0: want the freedom that God gave us. So you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you got to come through us and take it one shot at a time.
1: I'm proud to be partnering with Cedar Mill Fine Firearms. Cedar Mill Fine Firearms does some of the coolest firearms cases you'll find anywhere. Have you ever wanted to carry your AR-15 discreetly? How about a rifle case that looks like a guitar case until you open it up? Go to cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE the next time you're looking for a cleaning kit or a case to carry your firearms. That's cedarmillfirearms.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. It's
0: to find in the morning paper. It's hard to find in the magazines. It doesn't matter what you Magazines,
1: it's one of those things. Common sense, it's just not anywhere anymore. Hey, welcome back. I'm Peter Seraphine, host of the evening here on Thursday 4:20. And uh, I want to remind you that free speech is not free. Please support this free speech network. Buy their merchandise. Use their promo codes. Share their content wherever you can. So, with that. Take a second right now, if you are watching or listening on, you know, some web platform. Share it link, Send it to your friend and say, hey, check out this show. Because uh, I appreciate that and I need your support too. So we're supposed to have Colonel Mike Ford, but I don't see him here yet. So we'll just continue on with my own notes. Uh, Oh, yeah, we had Francis. Francis was it line five? If I remember. Yeah. Francis in North Carolina, line five. Welcome to the show, Francis.
4: Hey, young man. Thanks Um, for
1: taking the break.
4: Not a problem. Hey, it's Thursday. I think (laughs) if you one more day and have a fun weekend, uh, as far as the raising the debt ceiling and having the national debt, a certain dollar amount. Uh, yeah, that's one way of bringing in a digital currency, which people would be stuck with if they wish or sought such a situation. Of course, the people have never been asked if they wish for that to occur. Two, the national debt does not belong to the people. The people did not create it. Uh, It, The the argument is we
1: elected the people who did.
4: You think? Um, The the parties that are responsible for it and can wipe it out in a split second is the Federal Reserve. They're the ones who created it they can abolish it in this uh, split a second by one flip switch or one push button and that's it it would be gone annihilated and so forth and now i feel like i'm having deja vu in the commentary but anyway i just find so ironic that oh, oh we need to increase the national debt uh excuse me how has it that uh the uh salary for everyday person um spending wise for the household has not been increased. Now I don't mean like a teaspoon of vinegar and that's it. And here's a little bit of honey to wash it down with. I don't think so. So uh, who's kidding
3: who uh,
1: about all this? Let's look at this from a, you know, just common sense perspective because that's what we like to do here. Common sense, right? So in 1960, the... The uh, debt to income ratio, so the national debt versus the the GDP, the gross domestic product, was fifty two point nine nine percent. So that's that's like twenty, you know, fifteen years after World War II, we had a pretty big debt at the time. Debt was fifty two point nine nine percent of GDP. In nineteen eighty, after the you know great stagflation, it was thirty four point five percent. Mm -hmm. In 2000, it was 58%. What do you think it is now, Francis? What do you think the debt-to-income ratio of the United States of America national debt is today? 5,000? 120%. I'm
4: kidding. (laughs) Thankfully, it's not. (laughs) Of course, I wouldn't have That is absolutely unsustainable.
1: No country in the history of the of mankind has been able to survive that big of a crushing debt with that big of a debt-to-income ratio.
4: Well, that's true, too. But then again, uh, it's not like officials in the government, or what are you going to call it, a government, uh, could care less about the everyday people as long as they keep the people sedated and under thumb, or should I say, under boot. So... <laughs> I mean, what they're, they're going do what they, the they're going to do what they wish to do, regardless the problem is yeah. people people actually fighting back and saying, okay, enough of this right now we we're dealing with very bad inflation, And this is the point that we have they're talking about that, that we're having in the, not to have a recession. Excuse me, we've been in a recession for the past two years yeah I mean anybody that has any common sense can see that. Your prices of food items are shooting up, and it's, it's totally absurd. We're bordering into a depression. I agree. We're bordering into it. So whenever I whenever I hear the last report from the Federal Reserve that we're about to go into a uh, recession, excuse me, that's a plot way of saying that you're going into that we're going into a depression. Right. And yet their 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 speechwriter has not gotten the terminology right or they're paid to label it that way so exactly the, they, can't,
1: they can't be honest with us they can't tell us that crime is out of control they can't tell us that oh you're already in a de- recession and if we keep mucking around with interest rates we're probably going to push you into a you know full blown depression we can't say these things out loud because then you might not reelect us
4: well, for one thing, they're paid not to say that because they know full well if the everyday person actually came to their senses, they would have – I mean, if the people actually knew or acknowledged what's really being done to them in the backside, if you think that the uh, people that protested back on January 6th was something, that whole building would be annihilated if the everyday person really comprehended what's going on. Uh, as far as the uh, so-called national debt is concerned. It would be annihilated. And I don't care how much military might they bring to the District of Criminals to protect the White House. It would be a rumble. And for one thing, there wouldn't be an explosive used in the process either if, they, if the everyday person actually realized what's going on. So with that, I sadly... I can only say I'll have lime coconut and pineapple with my pumpkin pie It's a Corona.
0: Why is that?
4: Why is that? Because Corona's been desecrated by a drag queen. <laughs> I mean, this, this dude has made their money, which they apparently could not do in Vegas as a female impersonator. So they had to make their money by uh, jiggling to some corporate heads or whatever. To pay them, who knows a speakable amount of money, to advertise for them, and so that for me has desecrated Corona beer. So uh-huh. it's it's really gotten pathetic. I mean, when you have to use a dude with a penis to advertise as a woman. Excuse me. Whatever happened to having uh, gals in bikinis for advertising your beer? I mean, that was that was um, a, a given back. Before
1: the year two thousand. Well, so I we got the trans you agenda is one of the, the the trans agenda nonsense is one of the things on my notes tonight. So if we have time, I might get into that a little bit.
4: Well, it shouldn't be going on at all. In a nutshell, I mean, it's been thrust down the throat and everything. And quite frankly, I'm like, well, if you want to go and change your sexual, whatever, fine, go and be happy. Leave me alone. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear from you. Unless you have something creative and viable that's advantageous to life. Meanwhile, shut
1: it. Right. Absolutely. So okay. go have some pumpkin pie then. Thanks for your call, yeah. Francis. Greatly appreciate it, as always. Moving on to the next caller, Sarah in Oregon, line 5 i uh, I'm sorry, three. Line three. Welcome to the show.
5: Hi, this is Sarah Hi, from Sarah. Oregon. If you wanna if you wanna go free speech, you better support the free speech free speechers. Download their apps. Download their apps. And also and also share their shows out. Tell friends. And and leave the kids alone, drag queens. Bye.
1: Bye. Sarah's right. You know, marketing is expensive. I've never spent any money advertising my shows because, um, well, I do this as a hobby. At least it started as a hobby. Now it's a calling. Um, But I still don't want to spend money to advertise. So I need you to help. Every, you know, you share out a link here and there. And that is much better than advertising anyway. So Francis had brought up the whole transgender thing and Sarah brought it up, too, with the Leave the Kids Alone. I think that that's worth talking about. That's part of the, well, part of the, the whole what happens in other states affects me because I'm helping to pay for it thing. Now, Leprechaun says boobs and beer go together like mom and apple pie, baseball and shelled peanuts. And that's absolutely right as far as the advertising of beer has been, well, since the beginning of beer. Um, but what happened with, you know, Dylan Mulvaney with Bud Light has gotten a lot of press lately, a lot of talk and, you know, I I think it's fair to say that that was a backfire ad, but here's what I think happened. Uh, we went along, you know, this whole trans agenda thing is being pushed and destroying women and women's sports. And again, where are the feminists why aren't the feminists standing up and saying no dude get out of the swimming pool or whatever the case may be but they kept pushing they pushed in schools and they got away with it and they then they started pushing in women's sports and they got away with it and but light well that was really the first time that i can think of that somebody tried to push this transgender stuff into a primarily male marketplace, and what happened? The men just weren't having it. Bud Light lost five billion dollars in stock share in a matter of you know a couple of days, and sales are down, and all this other kind of stuff. So the men just weren't having it. They pushed back. That's good. My question is, why the trans agenda in the first place? Why why is it being pushed? Could it be part of the population control plan? I mean, we all have all of these elites that are constantly telling us that uh, you know, we're growing too fast, there's too many people, we've got to limit population, you had the the Georgia guide stones that said was it five hundred million or whatever it was. Um is this a portion of the global population control plan, agenda, whatever. You know why maybe maybe that it's a little conspiratorial for me. Like I, I don't usually go chasing after conspiracies but if you look at the love of right up until birth abortions or even had the one lady said you should be able to abort your kid even up till the age of 18 because you don't know if you're raising an asshole or not which is that's called murder lady anyway the push for you know free and easy access anybody can have an abortions and then you add that to the trans agenda no. L-G-B-T-Q-I-A-A-2-plus-whatever-community. None of those people procreate. So the more people under the rainbow umbrella, the more people that aren't procreating. And then, so we got abortion, L-G-B-T-Q, the trans stuff, um, and then, of course, COVID hey, let's lock everybody down for a disease with a 99% survival rate, and then let's take this vaccine, vaccine, and do the air quote thing when you say the word vaccine, you take this jab that's never really been fully tested, and we're going to roll it out to billions of people all at once. You add all of those things together, and even for somebody who tries to avoid conspiracy theories, Starting to look an awful lot like a population control agenda. Then add in the well, you can't have beef.
3: Wait, no, 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 no.
1: Meat is bad. Meat, which you know, anybody who eats meat is far healthier than any vegetarian I've ever met. Um, you know, it's all there. 49 vaccines for children before the age of six 69 recommended by 18 that's craziness to me. add it all up and it sure sounds an awful lot like population control even to me but with that let me tell you about one of my favorite sponsors right to bear insurance if you own a firearm Whether you carry it with you or not, if you own a firearm, you should have legal protection in case you ever have to use that firearm. And right-to-bear is by far the most affordable uh, legal protection carry insurance out there. It's $11 a month for right-to-bear. And right-to-bear is also, well, they 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 cover both your... Your criminal legal defenses and your civil legal defenses. They'll replace your gun if it gets confiscated. And they give you, like, psychological help afterwards. Because if you think you have to pull the trigger and, well, you killed somebody, you don't think that's going to mess with your head. You got something. Yeah. You need somebody to help you with that after the fact. Right to Bear is the only one that does it. So go to Protect with Bear. Dot com protect with bear use the code lighthouse and i'll save you 10 percent off that's like a basically like a free month and it's only eleven dollars a month to begin with um i'm a member of right to bear i was a member of right to bear before they became a sponsor and uh i highly recommend it let's see going over here to the chat room we got the uh, leprechaun again fact had political correctness not been updated this lunacy would be going on today that's right All of this lunacy that we see going on today is because of, well, we were given political correctness back in the 70s or 80s or whatever that was. And I remember Charlton Heston coming out and saying that political correctness is tyranny. It's just tyranny with manners. And that's exactly right. They're controlling what you say and by proxy what you think based on by controlling what you... uh, what you can say so yeah it's that's what it is and then less babies less babies equals people to do the work saw an article the sperm counts are down globally that's right that's another good point like our diets are also crap and everybody knows it the uh, products like soy that lower the testosterone in men the sperm count is dropping in men all over the world, based on the crap that we put in our bodies. So that goes right back to the population control agenda. And if you go to, you know, these big global departments and agencies, the, the WEC, the WEF, and the, I don't know, LMNFOP, whatever, you go to all these world global forums, they all say that there are too many people on Earth. They all say that we need population control. But none of them ever, I mean, was it uh, uh, the last prince, uh, the last prince of of England, uh, uh, the queen's husband who died, Philip, who said that when he died, he wanted to come back as a particularly virulent, deadly virus. He wanted to come back and destroy half the planet as a virus. Because he believed in population control that much. But oh no, take this jab. I promise it's safe. Brought to you by the same people that said there's too many people on Earth. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to see that one. It's crazy. And then, and that all gets into just basic hypocrisy of our. Political leaders. I don't like to call them leaders. The political class, the elected officials. The basic hypocrisy of all of them. And I do mean all of them. They all have their things. You got, you know, AOC who shows up at the Met Gala, which is $30,000 a ticket, wearing a crazy expensive gown that says tax the rich. Um. How, how do you not see that? How, is she really that blind? Can she be? Of course she can. And, and one of them, say Bernie Sanders. I used to have a lot of respect for Bernie Sanders. Didn't agree with anything he said, but I had, I had respect because he appeared to honestly believe the nonsense that he was saying. And, and I I respect that from anybody, whether you agree with somebody or not, you have to respect when they have their convictions and they stick to them and they seem to honestly believe. But of course, that all changed when Bernie got a million-dollar book deal. See, as a socialist he shouldn't want a million dollar book deal he should you know write his book for the betterment of mankind right or the fact that bernie has three houses i think so he gets this million dollar book deal and when when during an interview when he gets called out on it and they're like well you're a socialist why are you doing a billion dollar book deal and he says well you can go out and get a million dollar book deal too <gasps> Even the socialists like capitalism when it works for them. The, you know, John Kerry's jet. The hypocrisy of these people is insane. John Kerry, his family, finally decided to uh, to give up the, the private jet. After getting flack over and over and over and over again every time he flew around, he's supposed to be the world climate czar. And yet he's flying a private jet, which uses far more carbon or whatever. Far more fuel to fly him and his small crew around in that jet, rather than just hopping onto a commercial jet that's going to fly anyway because they're on a schedule. See, that fuel is going to be spent regardless of whether Carrie's on it. So, uh, hey, Carrie get on the commercial jet and you're not adding to the carbon footprint at all but that was the hypocrisy in fact you go you take that even further you just look at the the hypocrisy of all of the socialist leaning people in Washington DC they're all rich but if they were Truly socialist, and they truly believed the nonsense that they were spreading. Well, they would give that money away, they would find charities, they would create hospitals, create food banks. They wouldn't need all of that money. So, anytime any of these people start saying something like that, you know, socialist nonsense, mumbo jumbo. Look at their own bank accounts. See, Biden says this. I just saw a news article the other day. You know, one of his, my dad says story. You know, he's show me, show me a budget and I'll show you what they really care about. Look at what they're spending money on. Look at what your elected officials are voting for. What bills they're sponsoring. What are they spending money on? That will show you what they really care about. You can't go by what they say, any of them. None of the people that have been in politics for more than one term anywhere in any event, any office, don't trust them. Because they all are learning to play the game. And the game is paid for by lobbyists and unions and big companies, and all this other kind of stuff. It's how they, how to get things done in D.C. And the hypocrisy of it isn't just in their personal lives. The hypocrisy of it is also in the policies that they they push. Joe Biden wants to, you know, go after whatever big, industry that's out there, you know, big companies this and all oh, they gotta pay you this and that. Joe Biden, how much money did we give big pharma over the last three years? How many billions of dollars did did we, the people, our public funds, the tax money you took from us, how much of our tax money went to big pharma over the last 3 years. Oh, but the oil companies, well their profit margins went up and the oil companies are evil. So we got to punish the oil companies and they need to pay more in taxes and they should have to lower their prices. But it's the only the oil companies seem to be the problem. But big pharma Oh no. Nobody talks about that. And when they do talk about it, they're like, oh, well, we need to bring the price of drugs down. You want to bring the price of drugs down? Get the freaking government out of it. Get rid of all the ridiculous regulations. Stop funding the research and let the pharma companies do it themselves. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I love, uh, I trust politicians more than bankers. What about you? I don't know. I don't know. I question that one. I, uh, never really had a problem. I mean, if, if you're talking of my local banker, yeah, I don't really have an opinion one way or another. If You're talking bankers at like the federal level, like the federal reserve. <laughs> oh yeah. They, they they all need to be brought up on, I don't know, charges of some kind. They are actively destroying our nation. that <laughs> Leprechaun, on a scale of 1 to 10, I trust them about a negative 200. That seems about right. <laughs> I love your charged and loaded language. Very cool. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate that. that kiss, kissing on uh, Thank you very much. Anyway, it is a phone, a phone show. I keep forgetting to retell the number... Phone line is open, but we're almost to break. So you got like three minutes if you want to call in 512 248 8252 or toll free 800 313 9443. We were supposed to have Colonel Michael Ford from American Free News Network this last half hour, but for some reason he didn't show up. And uh, I didn't look, you know, check my email if he canceled and I didn't realize it or whatever. Uh, But hopefully things going on. Things go as planned, then we will have Scott Thompson from Right to Bear Insurance coming up in just a few minutes at the top of the hour. It's seven o'clock Eastern time if you're listening live and, you know, anytime, whenever you want it to be, if you're listening in the podcast form. But there is a couple of gun related things that I'm really quite anxious to discuss with Scott from Right to Bear. So I'm excited about that. I like when when there are news headlines that pertain directly to the guests that I I have planned and scheduled. It works out well. Not always the but it is this time. It hey, it's great time now. We'll be back in three minutes. With any luck with Scott Thompson as a guest. We need to lead
3: us, not
0: stick us and bleed us. Abroad. We must take America back. We need prayer in the schools and more things made in USA. It's the least we can do for the red, white, and blue. We must take.
1: If you call yourself a conservative, I have a question for you. What are you trying to conserve? The $29 trillion national debt and the continued out-of-control spending? The status quo of a bloated and corrupt federal government? The deterioration of a moral society? Become a constitutionalist. Conserve the unalienable rights of we the people and the document that is supposed to restrict our government and protect our rights. Support the Constitution Party, the only nationally recognized political party that stands for the founding principles of the U.S. Constitution. Every point of the Constitution Party platform is tied directly to that founding document which made the United States a great nation. Learn more, join, and support the Constitution Party at ConstitutionParty.com or your state's Constitution Party website.
0: we must teach hey, Wall Street It's see, the top see, of the
1: second hour of National see, Intel Report live see, on Republic Broadcasting see, Network for Thursday, 420 or Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo50 Radio, Patriot Nation Radio Network, or Podcast. It could be whatever in the pod. You know, you think about it. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, I'm talking to future people. That's kinda cool. But anyway. As I said, at the uh, you know the, the close of the last segment, we got uh, Mister Scott Thompson from Right to Bear Insurance, one of my favorite sponsors of the program, and uh, he actually showed up. How you doing, <laughs> sir? I'm doing
6: great, and I'm glad to talk to future you. Also,
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. It's just funny. It's it's kind of weird that I do this show and it and I do it live on one network but then it rebroadcasts on two other networks at, you know, pre-recorded. And then if you think about it, it's like, well, there's also the podcast form. Anybody could listen to it at any time if they really wanted to. But anyway, there's some interesting gun stuff going on in the, uh, the world Well, this week. Um, kind of gave you a heads up what I saw just a second ago, the Washington State. Washington State has, the legislature has actually passed an assault weapons ban. And they call out, uh, I think it was 52 or 54 or something like that, specific models of guns that will no longer be available for for a sale or purchase or transfer in the state of Washington. And the governor has already said they're planning to sign it, if he hasn't already, I don't know. Didn't pay that close of attention to it this morning. Um wow. What do we what do we do with that? Like
6: Yeah, you know it looks a lot to me like it's political posturing with it. Um because we have seen time and time again that the Supreme Court has ruled certain things uh can and can't be done. Um, and yet these states like like New York state tried similar things and then were shot down. Um, this one is destined to go a- a- as a challenge to the Supreme Court. And we're talking on both sides, um, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on this, that instead of making laws that that are doing this, that that money could be going towards other programs to address the issues the real root issues of the violence, which a lot of times is mental health. um, (laughs) But they're not doing that. Um, Instead, they're trying to to take the guns away from the law abiding citizens. And, you know, I've asked a lot of people that 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 come at me uh, anti gun. I asked them to give me one example of a law abiding citizen who used a gun to kill someone. And as of yet, they have not. Been um, able to to meet that because we need to take the guns away from the criminals, not from everyone.
1: Wow, well, it's I, I I don't know what's going on. It's everything's freezing and getting weird. Like my internet's dying on me or something. Maybe the maybe the uh, the feds are coming to censor me for real this time. Um, <laughs> there's there's also they they don't know what they're doing as as far as guns in general so they say you know most of them think that ar stands for assault rifle so my question like i'd really like to meet joe biden say hey joe so i've got an ar-15 and i know you don't like ar-15s you're gonna try you know you're trying really hard to take that away from me but i also have an ar-7 is an ar-7 okay can i keep that I, i would love to hear what his answer would be because those of you that don't know the AR seven is that now Henry survival rifle. It's a 22 caliber semi-automatic rifle that has a five round magazine and, and like he folds up and is waterproof and stuff. It's the rifle that was made in world war two to put in the cockpit of, of planes so that American uh, pilots would have a weapon if, if their plane crashed cause it, will even float um, while it's all compressed, I guess is the way to put it. Um, So my guess is that Joe would immediately say, no, you can't have an AR-7 either because, you know, it says AR in the front. I don't I don't think he un- knows anything about it. Like, of course, AR means Armalite. It doesn't mean assault rifle.
6: Right. And I'm getting the same issue you are with the freezing and the jumping around. Um, so I'll try to jump in here. I think you you've stopped talking for a second, um, and I didn't mean that in a negative way. Um, You always have great things to say, but, but, you know, it's funny as you're, as you're giving that, um, they say, uh, you know, a lot of times, oh, well, it was designed for the military. So just because you said that the AR-7 was designed in World War II for the pilots to have something uh, automatically disqualifies, no one else can own one because it was designed for the military. When you and I both know that the the 22 round is, is not that much of a threat it can be up in close contact um i wouldn't rule out a 22 necessarily Um, in fact i read a recent article that for some people especially new gun owners and inexperienced shooters a 22 may be a better self-defense weapon than a nine millimeter and they did studies and it showed that people with the 22 who are inexperienced or new gun owners um got more rounds on target a moving target than with a nine millimeter. So you'd rather have some rounds hit than then be wildly inaccurate with a nine millimeter. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the AR that they, they stem on that and, and, and it's always an assault rifle. And, and really nothing is assaultive until it's in the hands of somebody who intends for it to be used that
1: way. Right. Um, assault is a verb.
6: Right. And, and so um, it, it's interesting. I, I heard something recently and, and I don't think it will offend most of your audience, but uh,
1: if it does screw, him.
6: <laughs> but uh, a rock uh, in the hand of um, David beat Goliath and a rock in the hand of Cain destroyed Abel. It's not the rock. It's the intent of the person holding the rock and what they're doing with it. That makes the difference between whether this is a murder or whether this is something just so it, it, it still applies. The guns are not the problem. And um, kissing gonzo, I agree. Um, you, you said earlier on po- poverty is a significant driver of violence, not just mental health. And you're, you're absolutely right. It's not just mental health. Mental health is a huge component. And, and a lot of times poverty and mental health go hand in hand uh, because in poverty you don't have a, a way to um, seek help so the, the, the mental health can deteriorate even further, um, but you're right, and there are ways to fix this, and I don't think taking the guns away from everybody is, is, the, uh, is the
1: answer. Well, there's, there's a little conversation going on in the, in the uh, what is that, Twitch chat room over there, where somebody's, it's Obie Jaws and uh, kissing, kissing Onzo. Are uh, are talking about this stream and uh, there's some questions going on. Yes, it is a live stream right now. Yes, I'm seeing your chat messages and yes, I can respond to them. It's a little hard to keep up with the chat messages while doing a live show, so I do my best. Uh, if you are watching or listening Thursday night between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern Time, you're probably watching the live thing. If you check it out some other time, well, then it's recorded. I don't do the resyndication thing. I don't rebroadcast my videos. They are what they are. If you're watching the video, you're watching it live or you're watching it someplace else where it's just sitting. I don't re- restream it, so to speak. All right, so backing up a little bit there, Scott, you said something about, you know, law-abiding citizens who, uh, who, who shot somebody. Well, we've had three well, pretty ugly instances in the last week or so of people getting shot for stupid mistakes. Mm -hmm. stupid stupid mistakes so let's see here i'm trying to look over uh two cheerleaders in the parking lot of a texas grocery store were shot because they got into the wrong car yep that's one um and then on saturday in upstate new york a group of kids i say kids anybody under 40 is a kid to me a group of of youngsters were looking for a friend's house and they pulled into the wrong driveway. And that particular person was, uh, well, tired of people turning around in their driveway and, and they shot, shot at the car and killed one of the passengers in the car. And then last Thursday, this one, surprisingly, this particular one is the only one that anybody in Washington, DC has mentioned that, Last Thursday in Missouri, a teenager was shot when he went to the wrong house looking for his twin brothers. Um, and if, would you like to take a guess as to why that's the only one that the people in Washington, D.C. are talking about?
6: I think I know the answer.
1: Okay, but take
6: a guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. The uh, The color of his skin?
1: That's right, that's right. So the teenager was 16 years old, and the uh, the man who shot him was an old white guy, 84, I think. Yeah. Um, all three of those situations are horrible. The color of the skin should not uh, shouldn't be. In, 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 and I, in,
6: I think you know, my heart, my heart goes out to the families of all those victims. And I think, given what I what little I know about the people who who um shot at them there's definitely some negligence on their part um and and that's where you know rights and responsibilities um you have a responsibility if you're carrying a gun i believe to to be well trained and to know when you can and can't use it and in that situation i can't think of any state um where someone turning around in your driveway uh is justification for using deadly force.
1: Right. Nor- most, states, most states, they have the castle doctrine. Yes. You yep. step foot in my house after I've told you you're not allowed here or in the middle of the night or something like that, I can shoot you. Yes. I can't or shoot you know, when you're, you're on my front porch. Right. I can't shoot you when you turn around in my driveway.
6: Yep. and And I hear that a lot. I hear from people a lot, say, if someone comes on my property, I'm going to shoot them. Yep. And they're not talking about in the house. They're talking about they come on my property... People have this belief that they have the right to do that, and and I break it down two ways. Number one, the law in most states does not agree with you. Trespassing is is never and probably never should be um, sole reason for for using deadly force. But also the the back end of it is: Do you want to take a life? I I was you know you know my background. I was in law enforcement for two decades. I didn't want to ever take a life, um, and and fortunately I never had to. But it was a reality of something that could happen. And you look back on it and you go, you know, most people who have taken a life, um, there's there's some not necessarily regret because they did it to keep themselves um, alive or or help someone else. But there's definitely some trauma from taking the life of another. Right. Um, and, and it's not something that people can can lightly do.
1: Right. And so right, it's a bear, the company that you, you're here supposedly rec- representing. Even though we don't necessarily talk about the company all that much, Right to Bear is quite possibly the only one of the carry insurance providers out there that that has the psychological help after an incident. And uh, also, Right to Bear is the most affordable of the carry insurance providers out there. And I can make it more affordable if you use code Lighthouse when you go to protectwithbear.com. That was not supposed to be the sponsor of this segment. The sponsor of this segment is supposed to be Romika Designs, because Mother's Day is coming up. And Romika Designs is where you can get really cool, awesome, custom, laser-cut, laser-engraved stuff. R-O-M-I-K-A, designs.com. And, um, yeah, he does really good work. I bought his stuff. I'm telling you, I don't put sponsors on my show that aren't products that I personally either use or endorse in one way or another. And Romika Designs, I got a, a beautiful uh, laser-cut framed piece of art for, for my beautiful wife um, just this, this past February. romikadesigns.com used the code Lighthouse. Okay, so, yes, there is psychological issues when you shoot somebody. There's also psychological issues often from the person doing the shooting. You're right. You can't shoot somebody unless you have a, most states it's worded something to the effect of reasonable fear for your own or safety or the safety of somebody else.
6: Yeah, I, and, and I want to go, jump again to your, your messaging here. Someone saying, would it be reasonable to increase the training and psychological awareness uh, of gun ownership as a part of gun safety courses? I don't think, here. here's the problem, it's such a slippery slope. And, you know, when you live in one state, like I live in Florida, Florida is very uh, pro-gun. That's why they call it the gunshine state, right?
1: Um, but when <laughs> I'm saw- in Pennsylvania. What's that? And I'm in Pennsylvania.
6: Yes, and Pennsylvania is pretty good, except in some of the cities. Um, but whenever you make um, something that has to be done for as part of uh, getting a gun ownership or, or gun safety course, whenever you make a requirement like the training and the psychological awareness. There are some states where in order to to buy a handgun, you have to um, you have to do 40 hours of, of range time or 40 hours of class time, and it has to be in a set circumstance, and it has to be at least eight hours at a time. And you look at it and you go, hey, you know what? This is designed so that most people can't do this. Who's going to be able to take a week off of work in order mm-hmm. to go get their their gun license to, to either buy a gun or, or carry a gun. So anytime someone says, Well, can't we just make a rule? Somebody can always
1: overdo that rule. Well, um, you, know, you also have to look at just the intent of the wording of the Constitution. Right. There is nothing in the US Constitution more clear than shall not be infringed. Now people will argue about the whole well-regulated militia part of it. And we'll argue about what is the militia, and oh, isn't that the National Guard now? But, I mean, basically it's, you know, well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Well-regulated right. militia being necessary for the security of a free state, that's preliminary throat clearing according to the, US, to the US, United States Supreme Court the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed is a statement that stands by itself. Right. So, so you know, what's the definition of the word infringed?
6: Well, you know what's fun too is I recently did, um, you, you've seen some of my pod, uh, or excuse me, some of my YouTube videos. And I recently um, was doing some, I go down a rabbit hole and I discovered that it is still federal law So when people talk about the the militia um, and they say that's for the National Guard or that's for the militia. Well, the militia actually by federal law, and I don't have the the state statute in front of me, um, but the militia is any person over 17 and under 45 years of age, able bodied, um, that is in basically a standby militia. So I did the video saying, you know, if you're over 17 and under 45, you're in the militia. Congratulations. Um, As long as you so. So when they talk about the militia is only the National Guard, there's actually two parts of it. The National Guard is a and then any other able bodied person, 17 to 45 is B. So you are uh,
1: in the militia, whether you like it or not. Right. And And I think it was was Mason when when um, at the Virginia ratification debates, when they were, you know, going to debate the uh the ratification of the the bill of rights at the virginia house was asked who is the militia and again I, i'm pretty sure it was mason i get my yeah. masons and Madison quotes mixed up sometimes but his answer was every able-bodied man except for a few politicians or a few elected officials right right right
6: Yeah, and so that still exists, and it was last updated. um, I think it was 2017 is when it was last updated. So that still exists, and also well regulated. You know, when whenever people hear and they throw that out because I get this a lot. You know, well regulated um, means that there's rules and regulations that you have to follow, and that's not what well regulated meant. You have to remember, you have to go back 200 years, 200 plus years. Well-regulated means in order to function properly. So just like your car has a fuel regulator that allows your fuel to hit the engine at the right times, it it regulates your vehicle, to op- your engine to operate in the best way. Well-regulated means in order to operate uh, properly or operate efficiently. So- People would have guns so that if something happened and they needed to call in the militia, we didn't have to train people on how to use guns. They already had guns of their own. They knew how to use them. They could be ready at a moment's notice.
1: Right. They were all expected to provide their own firearms. Exactly. They showed. They showed up armed. Yes. Um, now here's here's my opinion of the Second Amendment. Again, I'm a constitutional originalist. I believe that we should interpret what is written, not feed into it what we want to believe we inter- we so well regular well regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed so my interpretation of that my reading of that is that there shouldn't be any uh, background checks there shouldn't be any of that stuff by law now do I agree that me <gasps> no I am not trying to say that we should get rid of background checks. I am not trying to say that we should get rid of all of the federal government laws. I think background checks to buy a firearm are a good thing. But we've got thousands of firearms laws in the United States. How can they possibly be, how can they coexist with a Second Amendment that says shall not be infringed? right and i, I'd I guess venture- I, I guess what i'm trying to get yeah. at is the only is is it should have been you know over the decades over the centuries um you know our constitution can be changed there is an amendment process
6: yep yep and it hasn't and and i would venture to say also we have rules and regulations and laws on the books like you said but sometimes it feels like they're not being enforced, um, and the people who they're not being enforced against are out there committed repeated crimes. Most of the um, most of the mass shooters that, especially in a school setting, if you look at that, there were a lot of um, there was a lot of red flags that popped up, uh, things that they were saying, things that they were doing that. We're not properly investigated, usually by the FBI. Um, so right. if, if, if we could have investigated these things, if we would have done what we had to stop those events. Um, and other times when people, you know, you see right now in New York City, people are out there with guns, with knives. They're, they're using them. They're, they're creating victims and they're being released back to the streets to create more victims. Um, enforce the laws we have right now and we won't need to take away everyone's guns.
1: Well, what I keep going to is, is the, the same question. I'm sure everybody's heard it asked a thousand times. What law could be passed that would have stopped any one of these, these mass shootings that has happened? And, and, the, and the AR-15, you know, going after the assault rifle is just ridiculous because long guns, shotguns, rifles of all kinds combined only make up 6 or 7% of death from firearms the other 93 94 percent is all handguns but we don't talk about handguns because the last time that american politicians went after handguns they got their clock cleaned in the next election right Right. misty in kansas on line one welcome to the show misty hi guys uh
5: great show
1: shoot never mind Uh, hold on misty my bad we're um I, I didn't realize at the time we were, we're we're like a minute from break. So
5: okay, that's t-
1: cool. Hold on until after the break. Sorry about that. I don't no, want to. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, Scott, I normally only book you for the first half hour or f- for a half an hour at a time. You want to stick around and and uh, deal with Misty's question on the other side of the break, or do you got to run? Nope, I'll be here. Awesome. So, uh, in summary, guns are not the bad evil vicious things that our politicians want us to think they are. Guns are tools, like hammers or circular saws, both of which can kill people just like firearms. Uh, Hey, All right, it's break time. We'll be back in three minutes. On the other side of the break, we're still going to have Mr. Scott Thompson, right from there, insurance. I've been sleeping on a My Pillow pillow for years, and a couple of years ago, I tried the My Pillow towels, soft and absorbent, wonderful bath towels. Recently, I got the My Giza Dream sheets, and they are by far the best quality bed sheets I've ever owned. And while well, the quilt is pretty awesome too, new products being added all the time at MyPillow.com, including sandals and slides and pajamas, and well, everything that you need for sleeping. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com to save yourself up to 66% off. That's the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyPillow.com. You're tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show. Hey, welcome back to the show. It is the, uh, the final segment. And uh, we're, uh, where are we? We're, we're back with Scott Thompson. We've been talking about gun control and stuff. But first, we have a, a phone caller on hold that stuck around for the break. Misty in Kansas on line one. Welcome. Thank you for holding over the break.
5: Oh, you're welcome. I want to ask, uh, are y'all familiar with Tench Cox, who is well versed on the second article? His comment about the second article
1: no, no, I'm not familiar with those part- his comments
5: oh, you're not well, this is interesting. This is what he says, and it says, "Who are the militia? Are they not ourselves? Congress has no power to disarm the militia. They are swords and every other terrible Implement of the soldier or the birthright of an American. The unlimited power of the sword is not in the hands of either the federal or state governments, but where I trust in God, it will ever remain in the hands of the people. As civil rulers, not having their duty to the people before them, May attempt to tyrannize, and the military forces, which must occasionally, with, which must be occasionally raised, to defend our country, might pervert their power to the injury of their fellow citizens. The people are confirmed by the the article in the right to keep and bear their private arms. The militia, who are, in fact, the effective part of the people at large, will form a powerful check upon the regular troops. So I know a lot of people call it the Second Amendment. I call it the second article because it's a body of law. But I, he, that was his statement uh when the bill
1: of rights was being put together as a body of law right but uh, it's much like the 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 mason quote that i paraphrased the when asked who the militia is he said primarily every able-bodied man except for a few officials a few government officials what i find funny is over here in the chat first off i want to say thank you to Obi jaws for for listening from the uk i greatly appreciate that love being heard around the world um Obi and Kisiganzo both seem to think that we need to work on the Second Amendment and that guns are just too easily accessible in the United States right now. And, uh, well, that flies right in the face of the purpose of the Second Amendment, as Misty just spelled out. The idea of our Second Amendment is not so that I can, you know, shoot a mugger. It's not so I can go hunting. It's not so that I can, you know, defend my house if somebody breaks in. The right, our Second Amendment is there so that we can stand up against our government. The Second Amendment, is, if you believe the legend of uh, Admiral, uh, what's his name, the Japanese Admiral. I want to say Hirohito, but that's not it. Ad, uh, the, uh, the Japanese Admiral who uh, who said, we can't invade the U.S. mainland. There would be a rifle behind every blade of gla- grass. That's why we have a Second look at the countries that used to have guns that no longer have guns and some and what happened during the covid nonsense for example you know australia and new zealand both gave up their guns and they went covid nuts they were locking citizens in basically concentration camps i don't think that would fly here in a country where what do we have 100 million 200 million people that own firearms
6: Yep. And real quick to go to Kisten Gonzo's um comment um about it would be whether it would be sufficient to defend against any American military government or the local police in 2023. And I have talked about this at at depth and I have family members that are in the military um or have been in the military and absolutely 100% the American people who are armed would defeat the American military. Absolutely. Because you have to remember a good portion of the American military would never attack their own brothers and sisters. They would never attack on, on our American soil. So you already are taking out a good portion of the American military. Plus, if the American military were to attack, and this isn't necessarily the topic we're going, but if the American military were to attack the United States, they can't use all of their resources towards the United States because that would the minute that happens, Russia, China, some of these other countries are going to look to invade at our weakest. And they're going to look to come in. So we have to have enough uh, outliers uh, of our military that's still protecting us from. So um, and you can say that that's a big one. Being in law enforcement for 20 years and having connections to the military it time and time again. I'm talking about special forces. People have told me we're not
1: going to attack Americans. It, it's just not going to happen. Well, let's let's pretend for a minute that they would. We've got, we've got a president up here that says, well, you need F-15s and nukes to take on the American military. Did the Taliban have F-15s and nukes? Right. right. And look at so what Ukraine's doing. the North doing. Vietnamese have F-15s and nukes? Right. And look what Ukraine's doing to,
6: to Russia right now. Russia was supposed to have a military on par with with the Americans. And oh, we're glitching again.
1: Yeah, I know. It's... Just the fact that there are so many Americans that have firearms is what what keeps our government at least a little bit in check. Hey, Misty, thank you very much for the call. I greatly appreciate it. I love the quote. Thank you for reading that. Thank you. Uh, we got Harley in Indiana on line three. Harley, welcome to the show.
5: Yes,
7: I just wanted to comment real quick. You know, uh, they speak about state citizenship and U.S. citizenship, and U.S. citizens actually have no constitutional rights. That has been ruled by the Supreme Court in 1968 that U.S. citizens have no rights. And they gave them rights at that time up through the Eighth Amendment. Ninth and tenth does not apply to them.
1: Okay. Give me a case. Yes. Give give me the case so I can uh, Uh, research that.
7: I wish I could write off. I can't. I will uh, try to get it and call it back in. I appreciate it. But the other thing is when you get down to it... um, you know, state citizens have all the rights because that's where your liberty lies. And I just happened to pick up a copy for the uh, draft in the post office. If you look on the back, it lists in there State uh, Department, I never heard it before, Department of State and U.S. Citizens. I'm curious what that is. But I was gonna say yes, when World War II, Japan tried to invade the Oregon coast and they were met on the Oregon coast with a whole bunch of militiamen, and they decided they could not invade America. It was impossible. And then i just like to comment real quick. I think, really, who needs to be on the southern border? The state should be calling up the militia, because that's who should do it. And the way to stop the border invasion is just to mow them down, let them lay, and let the buzzards eat them. After a little while, people come across the border is going to see all them over there and see all the vultures and they'll get the idea it'll stop
1: well that's an opinion <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah it is opinion it's mine and I think it's all right. correct
1: you your call, Harley all right hey, Go going back to Obi-Jaws um, I think you might be a little misconstrued about how easily it is to buy weapons in the United States according to your comment you like you know have them in public buildings where people are trained but, but not a shop where you can buy bacon, shoes, and an assault rifle. First off, there is no such thing as an assault rifle. It's a made-up term by anti-gun people. And second off, there is not a store in the country, in the, anywhere in the United States, where you can buy bacon and shoes and an assault rifle, or any other rifle, without going through an FBI federal background check. It is not as easy as people outside of the United States seem to think. As a matter of fact, there was a, a while back, a reporter, this was a hilarious story. If I would have known we were going to be spending this much time on it, I would have found the, the the art of the video of it. A reporter wanted to prove that it was so easy to buy a gun. And they went to their local Walmart that sold firearms, which Walmart doesn't even sell handguns anymore or handgun ammunition and only long guns. And and they, I don't think they sell any semi automatic I don't know. Anyway, they've gotten really picky about what they will or won't sell. Anyway, this reporter shows up at, at their local Walmart and wants to buy a gun. And I don't know, forgot his ID or something. So he had to leave. And he comes back and he's and the the address that he wrote on the background check form on his ID. And the person behind the counter is like, nope, sorry, do it. And he was like, but I, I just moved. And he was like, I don't care. I, I can't do it. At this point in the live broadcast, I experienced some technical difficulties that lasted about two minutes. I apparently need a new piece of equipment or something that I'm sure is going to cost me money, so if you'd like to help me out, go to liberty-lighthouse.com. Support a sponsor. Use one of my promo codes. Buy something from the shop. Maybe a bumper sticker or t T-shirt. But anyway... Enjoy this uh, little bit of music, and we'll be back, like I said, two minutes.
2: How about now? There
1: you go. I can hear you now. Oh, my God. I don't know what's going on with my equipment. This happened last, this is two weeks in a row that my freaking audio and video and everything is freezing. I don't know what's going on. And it's really, really ticking me off. Um, I even, when I started having glitches, you know, three weeks ago, I, I stopped doing Wi-Fi and ran a hard wire to my computer. And that's still not doing it. Maybe I just need to buy a freaking computer. <sighs> anyway, another phone call. Tom in Utah, line one. Welcome to the show.
8: Hey, we may have a weapon behind every blade of grass, but do we have a able bodied states statesman behind the weapon? That's my concern.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is that is a problem. I mean, clearly with the with the three, I don't know if you listened earlier. We talked about the the three. Uh, shootings that all happened because of just innocent mistakes people made uh, there are some some concerns with that definitely
8: yeah we have a lot of people but do they have the wits to be a responsible soldier whatever you want to call a defender of the uh, defender of the faith so to speak we well, can have all these weapons but we've got to have able-bodied Statesman, clear-headed rational and physically able
1: and trained uh-huh that that's I used something to that me
8: with uh, people like bo or with uh richard mack and i look around now i'm 82 and say well, where have all our statesmen gone we may have a you know a crap load of weapons but we don't have a crap load of soldiers anymore we need them desperately. Our our kids, you know, we've uh, kind of spoiled our kids. We didn't think that they had to go to battle. So we didn't prepare them for any uh, battle or, how to say, political decisions that we need to have happen now. Anyway, that's my nickel's worth. We need the statesman behind the weapon.
1: I agree. We, we do need the statesman. We need people that understand the severity and, and the responsibility. There is, all rights come with a counterbalance responsibility.
8: Responsibility. Yep. You got it. And that yep. means keeping yourself fit. How many of us could pass PT or even make our way through a infiltration course like we did back in the 50s or 60s?
1: Oh, I couldn't pass my basic training PT test again.
8: <laughs> well, I and, don't want to be in the foxhole with you then, do I?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I did basic training in 1991. I'm a, shall we say, a little older now. Um, and uh, I, 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 I could do that again. Well, I'm a little older than you. I'm
8: 82. But
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a little older than me, yes.
8: uh-huh like I say, I was with a gathering with Volgrides, uh, with uh, Richard Mack, with uh, um, Cleon Scouts and a whole bunch of statesmen in Utah. I was actually sitting with uh, Eustace Mullins, and I said, look around in this room. If they turned off the supply of medication, a third of these men would be disabled. <laughs> they'd, be in, they'd be in the foxhole clutching their own chest. They wouldn't have to be fired upon. They would just simply be, how do you say, suicided. So I said, we need to get our brethren, our men back into shape and or prepare our youngsters for, you know, for the cover for us. I completely agree. And uh, one of over in
1: the uh, Twitch video chat room Marcus Aurelius was my f- favorite philosopher key- king that was a follow up from we need a philosopher king um if it's possible uh, so that that goes back to the to having the the citizen soldier behind that that the statesman behind that firearm thank you very much for your call greatly appreciated have a fabulous night tom i carry a firearm pretty much every time i walk out of my house it's on my hip, and I do it not just, obviously, not just to protect me, but also to protect those around me. The world is going freaking crazy. Everywhere I go, I'm looking for the, the uh, you know point of egress. Where, where, where could the danger be coming from? And making a plan in my head. And I hate the fact that I feel the need to do that every day now.
6: Yep. And, and, you know, for 20, 20 years being in law enforcement, you know, it was kind of my job to be extra alert and, and wanting to take care of everyone. Um, And it, and it, it, it does, it's disappointing that in 20 years, how far kind of backwards we've gone um, rather than forward uh, as a, as a country. Um, (laughs) And now I I'm, I'm an alien to someone, which is um, that's Okay. Um, uh, we, we have different opinions and different views. Um, but but that's what's that's what's great about this country and and Obi Jaws, England as well, um, is that we can voice those opinions and when we do it in a way that's respectful of others, we can all get along. Unfortunately, um respect of others is kind of uh kind of gone wayside the last few years and everyone just wants to stomp their feet and hold their breath and and, and scream the loudest why they're better than their opinion is better than someone else's. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's unfortunate.
1: The whole left, right paradigm, your my side, your side. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, especially man, I think it was last week, uh, two weeks ago. I don't remember what, what are the guests, uh, Brent Hamacek, one of his books, he was talking about where the left, right paradigm really came from. And it was just freaking hilarious. If you, but quick summary recap of it. So, so the left-right thing came from um, came from the French the 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 uh, French court basically you know the the left side was was the common men the right side was the nobility and those terms kind of stuck around for a little while you know common people nobility people left right they didn't really go anywhere and then the communists you know they showed up and and the communists kind of proudly embraced the term being left okay fine so they're the left the communists are on the left and then World War II happens and and here we are in the United States you know the Great Republic and we have to ask the commies for help the USSR we need the Russians to help us during World War II. well how do we justify in our own heads asking the commies to help us it's well how you do that is since the commies are on the left we will paint the enemy as being on the right the fascists and the nazis we'll paint them as being right-wing that way the left-wing commies and the right-wing nazis and oh you know now everybody's happy but if you have to really sit down and look at ideology of commie versus fascism versus nazi they they you know one degree of separation difference between them so it's the entire left-right construct is just made up fanciful garbage
6: yep i agree and 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 If we would put the left and right side away, I've said this before, too, you know, if if they would if we would say right now, whatever laws are in place, we're going to keep in place and we're going to enforce them Um, and we're not going to try to go either way. We're not going to try to increase gun rights from the right. We're not going to try to decrease gun rights from the left and all of that lobbying money that would have been spent in those five years and put them towards the, the mental health and the poverty and the root causes, we would get further ahead than just taking the guns away. Um, because most people don't know this interesting little tip. Uh, the largest mass casualty at a school was not committed with a gun. Oh, it was, telling? it was, it was in, I believe the fifties. And it was with a series of bombs that were placed in the school um, that, that blew up the school blew up sections of the school, killing um, far more people than, than have ever been in, in a single mass shooting. And that's my fear. When I look at it, if you look at it, let's take Las Vegas for a moment. And again, I think we've talked about this, Pete, but the shooting that happened at the Las Vegas concert several years ago was everyone who died, everyone who was injured, it's an absolute tragedy, and I, I, I pray for them and their families. But when you look at it and you break it down, there were less than 100 people that were killed and injured, I believe, and there were there were thousands of rounds. Overall, guns are typically... Not especially, you know, in in these shooting situations, it sucks when people die. But when you find out that hundreds of rounds were used to get six people dead, um, guns are pretty inefficient. Right. And my fear is, is that when the guns go away, if the if the if the the cause that makes someone want to take the life of someone else at a school or at a church or in a mall or anywhere else, if we don't address that feeling, then you're going to get people who now go to those places with bombs and kill more people.
1: Um, Guns have been everywhere in our country since we were a country, but we didn't have all of this crazy mass shootings and murders and stuff. That's all relatively recent. Really? In
6: the last 25
1: years. Right. So what's changed? Well, mental health is what's changed. There's, was it 30% or more of American citizens are on mental health meds Yep And some so, of them Some of them that, are on mental it, health And does okay. shootings, uh, Clearly has mental problems So Yeah, mental health is the problem Yes uh,
6: it's, a, it's a big factor Anyway,
1: up. video seems to be frozen again so that's that's a good point for me to say, hey, look, I apparently need some new equipment. So help me out. Go to liberty-lighthouse.com and uh, go to the shop, buy a T-shirt, buy some bumper stickers. Uh, I don't know, donate. Buy my books. I've written two books. Buy those. Help me out. I need a couple of bucks. Apparently, I need something, and I haven't figured out what it is yet. And
6: go to protectwithbear.com and use promo code liberty or no excuse Back me lighthouse him, Scott. lighthouse and and that will that will help Bank. him out as well
1: yeah and go to, right to Bear or protectwithbear.com and use the code lighthouse i um, i've got i've got to figure out what's going on this is really frustrating this is like 2 weeks in a row when my video stream keeps freezing and i don't know what the problem is I feel very unprofessional.
6: Can you can you hear me
1: at all? I can
6: hear you. All right, I hear you fine. All right, well maybe we'll get that fixed. Um, we'll work on that. Um, but thank you again <laughs> for having me on here. I think we're we're just about out of time. And thank you again for having me and Right to Bear on here. And uh, thank you for this was, you know, probably one of my favorite ones so far. We've had some really good engaging dialogue and not always agreeing with everything, um, but we've done it respectfully. So I appreciate those of you who were respectful um, in, in, in your disagreements uh, or you're trying to understand from the other side. Um, that's what it's all about. We could be a much better, better country if more people could engage like that
1: absolutely and i th- thank you very much thank you scott for coming on as you do every month i appreciate that um thank you for sticking around longer than usual too i i no worries i don't like to spend an hour on on uh on firearms usually because it causes ugliness in the chat room over there but there's a bunch of people you've all been very polite in the video chat rooms i greatly appreciate that if y'all want to join the video chat room um that's uh you know twitch.tv slash seraphine and all that kind of stuff i greatly appreciate it very much about three minutes before commercial break you want to tell us uh, real quick right to bear why should we go there
6: well right to bear is a legal defense for self-defense program and one of the things that we we do in addition to providing attorneys for you start to finish on any criminal and civil action if you've had to use force is we also focus on um helping you get more training so that you use, a for, you use force only when it's absolutely necessary. We don't want you to just be a gunslinger who's going out there looking for problems. We want our members to be people that, that are trained, that can identify the situation. And I always, as I do my personal trainings, I always tell people that 99% of the time, you will make a better witness than a participant. You know, if we can train you to get out of the situation before you need to use force, then things will be better for you in, in all aspects. So we'll provide the attorneys for you start to finish on any criminal or civil action for about $11 a month. And when you go to protectwithbear.com and you use Lighthouse as your code, you'll also get a free month, basically 10% off. If you get a discount for adding a spouse or partner, they'll also get 10% off. So uh, it's a great program. And I hope to, hope to have more of you come on board and learn how to be a responsible, lawful uh, gun owner. Well, thank you very much. I'm a member. You should be one
1: too. All right. Thanks, Good everyone. Night. Good night, Scott. Thanks again. Uh, somebody over in, uh, well, the, it's a paired from YouTube asking about what my Twitch is. It's Twitch, T-W-I-T-C-H dot TV slash P-S-E-R-E-F-I-N-E. It's my first initial last name. P-Seraf. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Oh, man, it been a lot of fun. even even through the challenges. If you're listening live on Republic Broadcasting Network, stay tuned for Edge of Darkness with Jeffrey Bennett. Thanks to our guests for joining us this evening. Thanks to Mike, the producer. Couldn't do the show without you. Thank you, the listeners and callers. Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. It's the least we can do For the red, white, and blue We must take America
3: back
9: Stay At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co owner of Romica Designs, and we're honored to work with our affiliates like Liberty Lighthouse to bring you professional laser engraving and customization. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business, and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow Romica Designs and Liberty Lighthouse to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. All you have to do is simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com and use promo code Lighthouse during checkout to support Liberty Lighthouse with Peter Seraphine.